It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios, welcome, Sandy. Thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. You and you still like me, or you, or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You all right? <laughs> I'm a musician. I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth in America wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. Good morning, America. My name is Jay Christian Adams. I'm hosting again today for Sandy Rios on American Family Radio. Thank you all for joining in. Hope you have a wonderful day. And we were here yesterday talking about a variety of things, and there have been some developments about that. I've been hosting for Sandy this week, also for next week, I'll be in. I'm the president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation, the nation's only election law firm dedicated to integrity in our elections entirely. That's all we do. Also, on President Trump appointed me to the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights, where I still sit. Can't ever make that too prominent of a, uh, of a position, but uh, it, it is a great blessing to be here today. I always enjoy talking with you. We'll be taking your calls at 1-888-589-8840. It's election day across some states in America today, West Virginia, Colorado, Nebraska, New Jersey. West Virginia, we have that big race between Alex Mooney and David McKinley, two incumbent Republicans who got thrown into one congressional district when West Virginia lost a seat in Congress. Uh, and you have Alex Mooney endorsed by President Trump, and David McKinley endorsed by Joe Manchin uh, and Governor Justice are running against each other in that contest. And uh, other races in Nebraska have some hot issues going on. We'll see how that plays out today. But perhaps the hottest issue is one we talked about yesterday, and there have been developments. Now, those of you who tuned in yesterday will remember that I had written an article at PJ Media that talked about it being illegal, a crime, to protest at anybody's home in Virginia, whether that's a senator, a Supreme Court justice, a milkman, or a carpenter. You are not allowed in Virginia to protest at somebody's home. It's a crime. Well, (laughs) you think things are simple, don't you? And then you discover they're not, because what happened last night? Last night, a mob showed up at Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito's house, carrying signs, chanting, burning candles on his driveway, menacing, and breaking the law. And that's really the bottom line. So let's start at the beginning. Virginia has a law that says you cannot be disturbed in your home by protesters, that you have the right to not be hassled by people who disagree with you when you're in your home. It's actually a criminal offense. And if you doubt me, I'm going to give you all the citation. I am a lawyer, so I'll play lawyer for a moment. It's Virginia Code 18.2418. For those of you in the Virginia Attorney General's office, I'll give you a moment to go pull 18.2 book. It's the one over on the shelf. It's a criminal section. And it 
actually has legislative findings, which is not a, a common thing in the criminal law. Normally, it doesn't say we, the citizens of Virginia, think burglary is bad, so therefore we're doing this. But it does in this. And Virginia law says it is hereby declared that the protection and preservation of the home is the keystone of democratic government, that the public health and welfare and the good order of the community require that members of the community enjoy their homes and have a feeling of well-being, tranquility, privacy, and when absent from their homes, carry with them the sense of security inherent in the insurance that they may return to the enjoyment of their homes. How about that? That's the law in Virginia. That's what it says. There's more. I'm going to get to it. So if you're following along in the Virginia Attorney General's office, hopefully, the law passed by the citizens' representatives in the General Assembly and signed by a governor says that you have a right to be secure in your home. And what does that mean? I'm going to keep reading from the statute. That the practice of picketing before or about residences and dwelling places causes emotional disturbance and distress to the occupants. And such practice has its object, the harassing of such occupants. And without the resort to such practice, full opportunity exists to, to exercise freedom of speech and other constitutional rights. So in other words, you always have a place to go protest other than people's homes. So what does the law say happens if you protest at someone's homes? This is the next section. Everyone in the Virginia Attorney General's office flip the page, 18-2419. If you're the Virginia State Police or Fairfax County Sheriff, flip the page. Here we go. Here's what it says. Quote, any person who shall engage in picketing before or about the residence or dwelling place of any individual or who shall assemble with another person, or persons in a manner which disrupts or threatens to disrupt any individual's right to tranquility in his home, shall be guilty of a Class three misdemeanor. Let me translate that. That means it's a crime. You can be arrested for protesting in front of a Virginian's home, even if that Virginian is Samuel Alito, Supreme Court Justice of the United States. Oh, it, it goes on. It gets better. Continuing on, Virginia Code 182419, for those of you in the Fairfax County Sheriff's Office. Notwithstanding the penalties herein provided, any court of general equity jurisdiction may enjoin, conduct, or threaten, threaten conduct prescribed by this article and may, in proceeding, award damages, including punitive damages, punitive damages, against the persons found guilty made uh, of actions made unlawful by this section. What does that mean? It means not only can someone be arrested and charged with a crime for showing up at Samuel Lito's house, they can also be sued, and the plaintiff can get punitive damages, which is really rare in Virginia, by the way. doesn't often happen that you get punitive damages, but they can in this section. That means any neighbor of Samuel Alito's can sue. For this. Now, I made an offer yesterday. I didn't think it would actually happen because it's illegal, but hey, it's 2022. Crimes are in, right? Smash and grab. Vagrancy. All this stuff is vogue these days. Burning, looting, arson, 
civil unrest, random assault on the streets of New York City, all in vogue these days. So what was I thinking when I offered yesterday to represent anybody for free who wants to bring a lawsuit under this section if, in fact, one of the justices' homes in Virginia were protested against? Well, lo and behold, it happened last night. And if you haven't seen the photos, oh, it's a treat. A mob showed up in the Alexandria neighborhood of Samuel Alito's and started marching down the street in a residential neighborhood, carrying signs. And if you haven't seen the sign, you should see it. It says Repro Freedom. Now, I think they might have realized they didn't have enough space on the sign. It's probably happened to you before when you start to make a sign and realize, oh, no, there's not enough cardboard because it just says repro freedom. Now, maybe that's cool to speak for reproductive freedom, which we all know what that also means. So they're marching down the street with a repro freedom sign, some masked. After all, they're outdoors and they're liberals, so they must wear a mask. Some not masked. And they march down the street and they go to Alito's house and disrupt the neighborhood. Now, I can tell you on a street like this, and I've been on this street, it's a cul-de-sac. And when you put a hundred lunatics on the street, you shut down a neighborhood. And that is exactly why the Virginia legislature enacted the law 18.2, 418, and 419 that makes this a crime. Now, my question is, why did the two Fairfax County Sheriff's officers standing there do nothing about it? Oh, well, that's maybe answerable because the Fairfax County Commonwealth's attorney is a lunatic. He's a Soros-funded Commonwealth's attorney, which means some people get prosecuted one way and other people get prosecuted another way. They've just flipped the script from the segregationists 70 years ago. They've, they've adopted the Jim Crow philosophy of law enforcement, where you treat people differently based on your skin color. That's, that's Fairfax County Commonwealth Attorney. So I can understand why the Fairfax County sheriffs didn't lift a finger to enforce the law that they took an oath to enforce, to prevent protests at people's homes in Fairfax County, namely Justice Alito last night. What I don't understand is why the Virginia government the Virginia State Police, by extension, some other elected officials in Virginia, who I will give a pass to for this show. Because maybe they didn't know about the law, 18.2418, that says it's a crime in Virginia to protest at somebody's house. Now, they must not have been listening to Sandy Rios in the morning yesterday on American Family Radio, because we devoted much of the show to this law. And I just assumed that one of the Supreme Court justices who believes in the right to life wasn't going to be harassed at home yesterday. But lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. So we'll give a pass to these particular Virginia elected officials because they've shown good faith in the past, unlike the Fairfax County Commonwealth's attorney. Now, my question to all of you, you can call in at 1-888-589-8840 is what are we to make of a law that isn't treated like a law? What are we to make of government officials who are charged with upholding a law that they don't uphold? What does it mean 
as a nation, when we have people showing up in a mob at somebody's house because they don't like what Justice Alito might write about abortion. Now, as I said before, how many of you who were alive in 1972 thought it would be a good idea to go to Justice, I don't know, Brennan's house? Or any of the other justices on the Supreme Court in 1972 and start raising Cain? Anybody? I don't think so. Or any other opinion. But this is the newfangled tactics of the left. They're taking a branch of government that the founders specifically insulated from public pressure, and they're blowing through those firewalls with a fist. They're showing up at people's homes to intimidate them and bully them and scare their children. Is Justice Barrett next? Justice Thomas? Are they going to suffer the wrath of the mob at their home next? Like Justice Alito did last night. Where will the Virginia Attorney General be? Oh, I said it. Sorry, I was giving them all a pass, this show. Where were certain Virginia elected officials be and Virginia law enforcement be when Justice Barrett's kids are hiding under their bed? Will they be just standing there watching like last night in front of Justice Alito's home? Where uniformed Fairfax County sheriffs watched a crime take place and did nothing? question I have for you. I'm Jay Christian Adams subbing for Sandy Rios on American Family Radio. We want to take your calls about this next. My number is 1-885-89-8840. What does the law mean anymore? What does it mean when you have a law that prohibits behavior and uniformed police officers watch it happen? And worse, it's designed to intimidate a Supreme Court justice. They showed up at Samuel Lita's home last night, and they weren't very friendly about it. Taking your calls next on American Family Radio, Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios in the morning. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses. 
watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MetaShare has a new option called MetaShare 65+. Plus. MetaShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills, and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MetaShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. And you can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE. 833-45-BIBLE. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Are you looking for a university that provides a quality Christian education with excellent academic and athletic programs? Well, I want to invite you to visit Liberty University, where they offer multiple visiting opportunities to fit your schedule. Plan a visit to their Central Virginia campus and stay for an afternoon, a day, or an entire weekend. You can also take a virtual tour from the comfort of your own home. Plan your visit today by texting "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Again, that's "Go Visit" to the number 49596. A stunning story from the state of Florida. 71% of the textbooks used to teach kids about math were filled with lessons on critical race theory. The Florida Department of Education rejected 41% of those math books, citing not only CRT but also Common Core. Governor Ron DeSantis says publishers tried to slap a coat of paint on an old house built on a foundation of bizarre concepts like race essentialism. What's even more disturbing is that many of the math books were being used in elementary school classrooms. Among the issues were word problems that advanced narratives about white privilege. In essence, kids were learning that 2 plus 2 does not necessarily equal 4. No wonder the cashier down at Walmart can't give you correct change these days. Be sure to get a copy of my latest book, Our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl, available right now at ToddSterns.com. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Good morning, America. I'm Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios today. How are you doing out there? You can follow me on Twitter at ElectionLawsCTR. ElectionLawsCTR. We're talking about what happened last night. It's Justice Samuel Alito's home, where a mob of protesters showed up carrying signs, shutting down the street, lighting candles on his driveway, chanting, doing all the things that the pro-choice crowd is so good at doing. And if you were with me yesterday, guest hosting for Sandy, you knew that this was a crime in Virginia. And if you didn't know that, it is. In Virginia, you're not allowed to protest at somebody's home. It violates Virginia Code 18.2418 and 419. You can look it up. Yet it happened. I thought that these guys actually were going to stay in Maryland protesting Kavanaugh and Roberts and keep out of Virginia. That's why yesterday we talked a little bit about this. But no, 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 no. What does law matter when, you know, repo freedom is at stake? Repo freedom, of course, refers to their sign. It, it may be they realize they're running out of space and they shortened repo to uh, reproduction to repo. On the other hand, maybe this is some cool hip term for abortion. I, I don't know. 
But the question is, why do these people think they can get away with breaking the law? Why wasn't anything done about it? And what's going to happen next? Because Alito down, Thomas Gorsuch Barrett to go. So this issue is not going away. And what will be the response of Virginia officials? Maybe federal officials have some role to play. Deborah, good morning. You're in Florida, Deborah. Christian Adams subbing for Sandy Rios on American Family Radio. Good morning. Good morning. But actually, I'm from the Washington, D.C. area, and I still have property up in Loudoun County. And I'm going to uh, question two reasons. Why the government hasn't, the federal government has not intervened, and why Fairfax County has it. Number one, being that they're federal judges, they should have federal marshals that come out to protect them, as well as possibly bringing in the U.S. Um, Park Police with the, uh, the cavalry, with the horses, to pr- protect them being federal employees. Forty years ago, they had no problem having federal marshals go out and round up 40 or I think it was 70 air traffic controllers that did not report to work at different states. Furthermore, while Fairfax County might be tired and overstressed, because the Johnny Depp case against the Washington Post for defamation of character is going on in the Fairfax County Courthouse. Right. That circus, uh, in fact, is. And thankfully, we haven't talked about it. Um, <laughs> but you're you're right. And it, yeah. yep. Right. Well, thank you for your call. I, I appreciate it, Deborah. Look, the other, the other thing people say is that the people who show up to harass Supreme Court justices at their homes, like happened last night with Justice Samuel Alito in Alexandria, Virginia. Um, The federal statute is different than the state one that I read you in the first segment. The federal statute basically says these people have to, like, intentionally intimidate, okay, Uh, intimidate them to do something. And and that's a little different than a peaceful protest. It's a harder case, I think, under the federal law, but that's just one lawyer's opinion. Uh, and so therefore, it's why the state law has to be enforced. Virginia makes it illegal to go to someone's home for a protest. And I will tell you that this is a good law. This is a good law because it imposes some basic standards of decency at people's homes. It's a good law because it's a steam valve. Because if it didn't exist and a mob of protesters showed up in my house, it's going to be ugly. Most people don't take kindly to a group of people coming to your home and harassing you. It's one of the standards of decency in this country that most Americans agree with. Jake, you're in Arkansas. Good morning. You're on American Family Radio I'm Jay Christian Adams, subbing for Sandy Rios. What do you have to say? Go ahead, Jake. Yes, I figured it out how, why not, why they can't stop this, because they're doing what the Democrat wants them to do. And if they go to jail, the Democrats, I'm going to go for it and say Kamala Harris might even get them out, because it's no law anymore. Nobody following the law. The Democrats got the head of the house. And they are going to do whatever they want to. And people can protest like they did and tore up all the cities and nobody went to jail. And people run around talking about uh, uh, January 6th was worse than 9-11. Somebody needs to quit smoking dope and, and, and get some reality. 
Well, thank you, Jake. I think you're on to something there. And I, I think it's important to point out that there's a downside to this. I understand that, that if you start arresting protesters, it might not look so good, right? But at least you tell them, disperse. You tell them this is illegal. You're committing a crime. You may get arrested. From what I could see last night, nothing happened. The Fairfax County deputies who were there were basically uh, the paid audience. They got to watch. They had a front row seat to the to the violation of Virginia law in Justice Samuel Leto's home. If you're just tuning in, the mob showed up last night at Justice Samuel Leto's house because they didn't like what he's writing about abortion in the Dobbs case based on the leaked opinion. See, guys, this is all by design. This is all by design. This is not a accidental event. These people are very good at political theater. They're very good at conjuring threats of violence. They're very good at violence. Let's not forget. It's not like they haven't gotten violent. The left is violent. Write it down on your refrigerator. Show your kids. The left is violent. Well, at the same time, they like to pretend that there's a bunch of brown shirts waiting to take over the country. When in fact, it is them who take to the streets and threaten violence and commit violence and destroy and burn. It is the left that does that. Teach your kids. So last night they showed up at Justice Alito's house. And a bunch of Fairfax County sheriffs just watched. Jay in Texas, good morning. You're on American Family Radio. Hi, Mr. Jay. Uh, I just wanted to let you know it's not just specific to Maryland or Virginia. Uh, here in Texas, uh, the state of Texas is trying to charge my daughter or is charging my daughter with uh, trying to give her life over uh, her youngest, uh, I mean, yeah, her youngest uh, son dying of natural causes, and there's no corpus delecti, you know, in that case, and also there's uh, evidence that starting at the local level and going all the way up to the Bar Association here in Texas, that people are causing physical harm to a disabled individual and nothing and when I say nothing, I mean nothing is being done about it. It's not just specific to uh, other states. Right. And look, the, the state departments of, uh, that take care of that sort of thing, it's, it's often have horrible stories, they're complicated, uh, they're intertwined with bureaucratic idiocy, and, and I get it. Um, but, Jay, what we're talking about is something that is is out in the open. It's not hidden by, and I, I sympathize with you, and, and, and uh, I hope that that situation sorts itself out. My question is, why is the law not being enforced as it relates to something pretty simple? Okay? In Virginia, you're not allowed to protest at somebody's home. These people hate Justice Alito. They hate Justice Thomas. They hate Justice Barrett because of their beliefs. That's the world we live in today that the hatred swells up in these mobs of loons because of what somebody believes. Gone is the notion of diversity of opinion protected by the First Amendment. Gone is the idea of good faith contemplation of big judicial questions. 
They're a mob. They behave like a mob. My question is, why is it that the Fairfax County Sheriff just stood there? And what's going to happen next when the mob goes to Justice Barrett's house? Is that on tonight's agenda? Or maybe Justice Thomas's? What's going to happen then in Virginia? Kenny, you're on with Jay Christian Adams on American Family Radio. What's up in Oklahoma, Kenny? Mm, doing good, doing good. Good morning, Jay Christian. Where is the governor of Virginia? He ran as a very strong conservative. He told everybody that he is a strong conservative, and I hope that's the case. But where is he at? Why did he not call out the Virginia Highway Patrol to take care of this situation? And at some point, please let us know, is the Virginia governor doing anything to get rid of the LGBT movement in the public schools? Thank you so much, Jake. Thanks a lot, Kenny. Look, on that last little issue, I know that they're reviewing textbooks and, and actually doing a lot of uh, real examination and, 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 and fixing a lot of the problems on that. Now, your first question is, where was the governor of Virginia as it relates to these criminal protests at Justice Alito's home last night when the mob showed up to intimidate Justice Alito? I don't know what happened so fast. Okay? I'm... I'm wondering the same thing, and I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that uh, maybe the attorneys at the Virginia Attorney General's office who are leftovers from the last uh, lawless Attorney General, Mark Herring, were not in any kind of rush to point out this code section that I just happened to stumble on about a year ago, Virginia Code 18.2418 and 419, which makes it a crime in Virginia to protest at somebody's home. That is forgivable. You're just getting your sea legs and you're dealing with a militant bureaucracy. What is not forgivable is unwillingness to enforce the law or fear or, or quizzlingness about whether this law is enforceable or not. I got an email from a oh-so-respected law professor who shall remain nameless. Oh-so-respected. Among the highest academic circles and all of the very thoughtful people. And he told me that he thinks this law is unconstitutional. Oh, really? Who cares? Let them raise that as a defense. I think a lot of laws might be unconstitutional, but they're enforced until a court says they're unconstitutional. We let judges decide what's unconstitutional, not law professors. So my question is, the one you raised, Kenny, in Oklahoma, where is the government of Virginia enforcing this law? I don't know. I'm willing to give them some t- a chance here. I'm w- now, look, we've had gov- or S- Senator from Missouri, Josh Hawley, have the mob show up at his house. That was under the last governor. Yeah, the Fairfax County police saying these people did nothing wrong. I tweeted at the Fairfax County Sheriff saying, hey, check out this code section if you think they're doing nothing wrong. Silence. So here we go again. The mob has started to show up at the homes of Supreme Court justices in Virginia because of their views on abortion. Barb in Nebraska, good morning. I'm Christian Adams. You're on uh, American Family Radio. Good morning. Um, Kenny from Oklahoma asked half of my question already, and that was about the governor. 
um, do it and couldn't he step in and do something? The other part of the question was, you had said earlier that people were going right up the uh, Judge Alito's driveway. Well, that seems it qualifies as a federal offense. Now they're on personal property, and that's getting pretty close, you know. I'd be really nervous if they were that close to my door. If they're out on the sidewalk and staying on the sidewalk, I'd still be nervous. But coming up the driveway is a different matter. So I really think the feds should have been involved. Well, I didn't see any feds in any of the uh, photographs. At least nobody looked like feds uh, standing there. I saw two Fairfax County Sheriff officers. You guys can Google this yourself or DuckDuckGo it uh, and look up these stories. And I sure didn't see any feds. And you know what? You're right. I I would be pretty nervous or I wouldn't be very happy. I I wouldn't be exactly nervous, but that's just me. If there was a, a mob out on the street. Let's assume, for example, that uh, we're make, we need a cup of sugar and we have to run the grocery store. Oh, excuse us, please. We want to get out of our driveway and go peaceably enjoy a trip to the grocery store or need to go get medicine for a sick child or the like. Right? That's why Virginia has a law, so you can enjoy your home without being interrupted. As far as your first question, where's the governor of Virginia? I can't speak to that yet. I hope that they wake up and realize that this is unacceptable behavior that violates the criminal code of Virginia and are prepared to do something about it. Look, I'll renew my offer. I will represent any victim of this for free. Any victim includes neighbors. Virginia has a statute that lets you sue these people and get punitive damages against them for doing so in an injunction. I, Christian Adams, humble guest host for Sandy Rios on American Family Radio, hereby volunteer to take the case for free. I am a Virginia lawyer. If you want to sue these protesters and you live in the neighborhood, I will do it for you because there must be justice. The law must be upheld. We can't just sit there and watch them commit crimes at Justice Alito's house and maybe Justice Barrett or Thomas next. We'll be back after this with more of your calls on American Family Radio. Join in at 1-888-589-8840. I'm Jake Christian Adams, in for Sandy Rios. What does the American Family Association stand for? We believe that our ministry, as well as everything in the heavens and on earth, belongs to God. And our role is that of a trusted manager. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. Amy Carmichael was a missionary in India, rescuing little girls from abuse. In her 50-plus years of ministry, she witnessed the transforming power of the Bible. Sorrowful people are comforted. People who were in the dark walk in the light. Is it not wonderful to think that this book is in our hands today? Bert Harper and Alex McFarlane explore the wonders of the Bible weekday afternoons at 3 Central on American Family Radio. 
For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hastens toward the goal, and it will not fail. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. A leaked draft opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito revealed that a majority of Supreme Court justices have preliminarily voted to overturn Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey. The final decision on the matter has not been announced yet. However, should the draft opinion become the final decision, after a near 50-year battle, the era of Roe would be over. Authority over the care and treatment of the most vulnerable among us, unborn babies, would be decided at the state level, the way it should have remained all along. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner or visit the podcast page at AFR.net for more from Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. The Ministry of Preborn is the ultimate life support, helping moms in crisis choose life. I definitely would have gone down the wrong road and probably would not have given my son life if they had not been there to support me. From giving me the ultrasound to throwing a baby shower, and they went out and they got churches to cover my bills. They helped me through so much. It was just incredible. Preborn centers are the ultimate life support for moms in crisis across America, providing hope, love, and free ultrasounds. He's 10 and he's my little angel. Preborn clinics are the largest providers of free ultrasounds in the United States. Would you join with Preborn in rescuing babies? One ultrasound is just $28, or five ultrasounds are $140. All gifts are tax deductible. To donate, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. Or go to preborn.com. This is Frank Effney with the Secure Freedom Minute. Congress is urgently considering legislation to provide protection to Supreme Court justices' family members. The fact that they need physical security is an indictment not only of the mobs now driving them from their homes. It is a symptom of the Biden administration's embrace yet again of unequal justice under the law. Team Biden's effective encouragement of its radical and even violent leftist allies' intimidation and worse contrasts sharply with its harsh treatment of political opponents smeared as domestic terrorists. In practice, giving a pass to those threatening members of the Supreme Court effectively greenlights not only efforts to pack it, but to purge it. While robustly protecting justices and their families is, of course, necessary, it is not sufficient. President Biden and his subordinates must make clear immediately that anyone endangering them will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. This is Frank Gaffney. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Good morning, America. I am Jay Christian Adams, subbing today for Sandy. It's been great to be here with you this week so far. I'll be back again next week, as a matter of fact, subbing for Sandy, I think Monday and Tuesday at least. And we're talking today about what uh, what the law means. In other words, what does it matter? And I have a standing offer. You guys have heard this before, but I'll just repeat it. Anybody who lives in Justice Alito's neighborhood who was victimized by last night's mob scene, the illegal criminal protest in a residential neighborhood. It is illegal and criminal, right-wing watch, if you're listening. 
under Virginia law. It is clear you can't go to people's homes and protest in Virginia. The legislature made that a crime, and it provided for injunctive relief and punitive damages for anybody who's victimized by it. So I'll just renew that offer if you live in Justice Alito's neighborhood. Or get ready, because if you live in Justice Barrett or Justice Thomas's neighborhood, you might be next, because the mob can travel. If you look at these pictures from last night's mob scene, it's so strange to see young people outdoors wearing masks, isn't it? Like, if they got COVID, it would be like, I have a sniffle, get me a Kleenex. Like the 24-year-old man in a mask. So peculiar that they cling to these things. It, it's, like a, it's, it's like a religious ornament almost. Like religious jewelry. It's like my mask. You're 21 years old, you're healthy, you're walking outside with a mask. Let's go harass Justice Alito. So here we are where because Roe v. Wade is about to be overturned, the threats of violence commence. The protesters show up and disrupt lives in people's homes. It's a crime in Virginia. What's going to happen? Steve, you're in Louisiana. Thank you for joining us on American Family Radio. Yes, can you hear me? I can. Go ahead, Steve. Very good. 30 seconds, please, sir. Uh, you break the laws on purpose to create chaos. And if you will look in the Marxist doctrine or revolution, you will find it in the third paragraph. The idea is to create chaos, which will upset everybody, so that you can eventually have the revolution of the proletariat. Well, of course it is. I mean, that's that's their tactics, you know, on the streets of Minneapolis. Of course, that's what they do. They want to create chaos. The question is, what should be done about it? And we have a handy dandy solution in Virginia because it's already a crime what they did. And Virginia is a place that doesn't tolerate this sort of nonsense. Right. We're we're I live in Virginia. As a matter of fact, I don't live too far from Justice Alito. And I've been on this street. And it's a cul-de-sac that can get shut down pretty easily when a bunch of masked 20-somethings with uh, ungrammatical signs show up and clog the road. So if you're in Justice Alito's neighborhood and you want a lawyer to sue these people for violating Virginia law, please just call me, Christian Adams. Follow me at Twitter, Election Law CTR. I'm happy to help. I'm a Virginia lawyer. I will file the lawsuit against them. Now, the question is, who else is willing to stand up and do something? Who else in the Virginia government or the Fairfax County government wants to enforce the law? Chandra, you're in Texas. Good morning. You're on American Family Radio. Yes, sir. Good morning. I guess, I guess my question is, is that I keep teaching my children that Actions speak louder than words, and we're sitting here, and something gets leaked, and now we have these protesters threatening these justices that are just trying to do what is right and do the law, and then we're having these justices and their families 
that are fearful for their lives. And why can't, you know, we as a people, you know, stand up for them and protect them, you know, whether it be, you know, those, I mean, there's some of us that, you know, we don't have the finances, but there's people who have, who do have the, maybe, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, Donald Trump should, or President Trump should do this, you know, but he could, you know, at the swipe of a hat or at, at work, just say, okay, security, go and, you know, I've got the money, go and just, you know, take security and put them in front of their houses and protect them. And then they wouldn't have to worry about it. I mean, there's ways that we could do so that they wouldn't have to be fearful. They wouldn't have to worry about any of this. And they could do what is right without being fearful. Our government could do it. But they don't do that either. You know, they could protect them. But why isn't this being done to help protect those that are just trying to do what is right and do the law? Right. And and just to be clear, the answer yesterday before the mob showed up at Justice Alito's home in Alexandria, Virginia, if you're just joining us, there was an illegal criminal protest last night at Justice Alito's Alexandria, Virginia home. The solution thus far has been to whisk them away somewhere else, you know, away from their their own bathroom and living room and cable settings and all the things that they enjoy owning a home. The solution is, is to make them suffer by leaving rather than enforce the law. Now, that's a better solution than some other possibilities. I'll grant that. But is that really the way we want to live, where the mob can set the terms? I don't think so. That's not the way a nation survives, is by living in fear and not enforcing basic principles like the law. So, look, this has become commonplace, of course. We've gotten used to this kind of nonsense. But that doesn't mean we don't have the right and the power at some point to say no more. Now, some people say, oh, we can't, fa- we can't enforce the law because it'll look bad. Kirk is in South Carolina. Good morning, Kirk. What do you have to say? Good morning, Jay, sir. Uh, greetings. I uh, kind of echo the sentiment expressed by Steve earlier. I'm concerned about the optics. It is wrong what they're doing. At what point do we stop it? That's going to be the challenge. But how do we do it without creating a scene that's going to be horrific? We already just experienced what happened at the J6 and how that's been turned into something for political gain to the left. I can see horses and mobs and uh, chaos like discussed. That's not going to go over too well. It certainly should be people out there taking names, video recording, so that you can pursue litigation according to the Virginia law. But I'm concerned about the optics of that contest of getting those people cleared off the streets. Right. I I understand that. But, you know, the FBI seemingly had access to people's location, and, and that's a topic for another day. But the FBI has been getting the cooperation of individuals by buying data, showing where you are based on what your phone says for a long time now. And that, again, a topic for another day. But there are people out there who willingly sell this data to the FBI. And so it's not a real mystery in the end who's on Justice Alito's street. If you put your location services on your phone, which, of course, I never do. Because I know that Google and Apple are not my friends. Okay? But 
we can figure out who these people are. And you're right. Maybe the optics uh, make us pause about bringing in the paddy wagon. Am I allowed to say that anymore? Paddy wagon? Maybe, maybe not. I need to look that one up after the show. It's like peanut gallery. Apparently, I've learned that is a banned phrase now. Peanut gallery. Some of you are far too young to even know what that means. But apparently, if you're really, really old, peanut gallery means something that Christian Adams thought it meant. So I maybe shouldn't use peanut gallery now. So if they brought the paddy wagon in and started loading people up, I agree, there could be some optics issues. But is that the only choice? No. There's other ways to deal with crimes than good old-fashioned paddy wagons and handcuffs. You can talk about that another day. But I agree. Optics are an issue. Deal with it. So is lawlessness. There's bad optics there. There's contagious, corrosive optics when the law is not followed and the mob is unleashed and no one does anything. I think those optics might be worse, right? The optics of Minneapolis burning down is worse than arresting people for burning. The optics of an eyeglass store, which we talked about yesterday, being looted in broad daylight is worse than the optics of arresting those people. At some point, the optics of civil dissolution is significantly worse than the optics of the paddy wagon. But I'll leave it for others to decide when that boundary gets crossed. Norman, you're in Mississippi. Good morning. You're on American Family Radio. I'm Jake Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios. Yes, Mr. Adams. I I was been listening to your program well yesterday and today. I just wanted to make this one observation. I think what happened uh, in any country or any society, when you allow lawlessness to run rampant, after a period of time, it will affect every citizen in that in that country or that local area. And so I, I really think what has happened to America is, uh, for instance, and, and I'm giving it just so you can understand where I'm coming from. When uh, Vernon Damon down in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, was actually murdered in his house, he was at home. When Emmett Till was taken from his house and murdered, law enforcement did nothing. Right. You can't. You can't have that kind of optics. Uh, or have that kind of thing happening and not think that there are going to be consequences down the line. Norman, yeah. I got to tell you, I, I am so glad you called. You're my, I've hosted for Sandy now for a couple of years. I, I, with due apologies to everybody else, you're my favorite caller I've ever had. Where in Mississippi are you? I'm in uh, West Point, Mississippi. Okay, I know West Point. I've been, I've been there. And I will tell you that you bring wisdom to this conversation that is so profound and so on target, because what happened in Mississippi from about 18, I don't know, 80 to 1965 was the same sort of lawlessness that became contagious. It became institutionalized. It became part of the culture. String them up, burn them, take them to the dam and bury them there. Oh, they're in the jail. We'll go get them. You see? And, and so what happened over the course of generations? is that the lawlessness became part of the culture. 
and the lawlessness and the unwillingness to enforce the law and treat people with dignity, and that's the bottom line here, treat people with dignity became part of the culture, and it affected everybody. It changed the way everyone saw the world. It created hatred and division. It created dark, horrible outcomes. And when we have what some might say is a small little matter, they're just exercising their rights, Mr. Adams. Yeah, they're disrupting domestic tranquility. The Virginia legislature passed a law that said you can't go to people's homes and protest. And then the law, the law enforcers stood there and watched like a bunch of oafs. And so when we have a culture that begins to accept the idea that what happens on the street is more important than what's written in the law books, then that culture begins to corrode. And you could see it across the culture. It has an impact on life, on property, on education. It permeates and resonates like a dark gong through daily life. And that's what's so important about this story. For those of you wondering, why are you dwelling on what happened to Justice Alito last night? Is it part of a bigger problem? And Norman in Mississippi and West Point, thank you for that call. Because it reminds us where we came from, because it warns us about where we're going. I'm Jay Christian Adams. I'm in for Sandy Rios. Thank you very much, Sandy, for having me this week. I'll be back again guest hosting next week. We'll see what goes on in the next couple of days. Thank you so much. You can follow me on Twitter at Election Law CTR. Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios on American Family Radio. Do have a good day. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Re-